In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the gospel lesson for today is the historical account of Jesus healing a paralytic, a man who was paralyzed. And the main lesson that we learn from this account is that the thing that we need most in this life, the thing that is most important, the thing that is more important than food and money and work and clothing and even the health of your own body is the forgiveness of sins, is that Jesus has died for you and forgiven everything. To most people, forgiveness seems rather insignificant. If you would give people a choice and say, look, uh, which would you rather have? You could either have healing in your body, be completely free, perfectly healthy, or I could tell you your sins are forgiven. Would you, I could say, would you rather have a lot of money and all of your financial problems and worries and anxieties are gone in an instant? Or I could stand here and say, your sins are forgiven. Uh, Would you like to be cancer free or have your sins forgiven? Would you like a brand new, bigger house and home and more success or that your sins are forgiven? your sight and your hearing, or the forgiveness of sins. And I think you know what most people would desire, would want to choose. So think about it. How many times do you, how many times do you know of someone who is going through a serious financial crisis? They come to church, uh, they hear the gospel of the free forgiveness of sins in Jesus, and then walk away and say, that didn't help. Church didn't help me today. Or how many times have you come to me with a problem, a real issue that you're facing, a terrible disease, uh, your days are being shortened, a horrible situation, and then I look at you and I say, look, keep your head up. God loves you. He forgives all your sins. And you just scowl or say, how does that help? I need money. I need food. I need a job. I need healing. I need real help. What good is this? They're just saying words. So that's what the text today is addressing. Every time, you see, every time I've come across this text my, my entire life, really, up until this week, I always thought Jesus didn't really understand the situation. Uh, so I would read the, this text and I see that, look, here's this man being lowered through the roof on a mat. He's lifeless. He cannot move. Um, and his lifeless body just unfolds there right before Jesus. And Jesus looks at him with the power to do anything in the world. And then he just looks at him and he says, I forgive you. It's like I've trained myself to just be shocked at Jesus' words here and feel pity for the man like he got the short end of the stick. And why didn't he just heal him right off the bat? Why didn't he just say, here, get up and walk? And then say he's forgiven later. Why why didn't he just do this? And I used to think that the paralytic was upset that with what Jesus did. The text doesn't tell us how the man reacted. And the truth is, now, I don't think that man was upset with Jesus at all. I think in his lifeless, unmoving body, after hearing those words, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven, that he just smirks and smiles at Jesus with tears in his eyes. That's what I think. Um, Nevertheless, the Bible doesn't tell us what his reaction is. But it does tell us of Jesus' reaction to him. And that is what matters. 
In Jesus' entire life, he never did anything wrong. He never said the wrong thing at the wrong time. His timing was never off. Everything he said and did was exactly what he needed to say and do in that moment. It was the best thing that could have been said or done in the exact moment in which he did it. And so that's what we learn here. When Jesus forgives this man, he gives this man exactly what he needed in that moment. To us, the forgiveness of sins may not be the most important thing. And we should be honest with ourselves. It may not be the most important thing to us, but it is to Jesus. His chief priority, the main thing on God's mind, is the forgiveness of your sins. He cared more about forgiving that man than that man may have even cared about his own forgiveness. And Jesus gave him what he needed most, though others couldn't see it. He saw that the real problem the man had was not his paralysis, but was the sin that paralyzed his soul. Now, think about this. If Jesus didn't heal the man, then what's the worst thing that could have happened to this man? The worst thing that could have happened to this man is that he would have remained paralyzed the rest of his life in the same way. He would be paralyzed for the rest of his days. That's the worst thing that would have happened to him if Jesus never healed the man. However, if Jesus didn't forgive that man, then paralysis is the least of that man's worries and problems. Without the forgiveness of sins, the worst thing that would happen to this man is not that he could not move, but it would be the damnation of his body and his soul into hell forever. Not only would he have had a miserable life, but he would have a miserable eternal life as well in hell. See, this miracle teaches us what we need the most. Suffering a lifetime of paralysis or disease is nothing compared to an eternity in hell. And so the same goes for all of your current problems and troubles that you're in. I know you want things to be different. I know you want healing. I know you want financial success. I know you want relief from suffering. You're exhausted of it to get your sight back. You want your loved ones back. You're tired of this pain. You want these things, but what you need most of all, Jesus gives you here today. It is the forgiveness of all of your sins. And it's what he gives you every single day. This is more important than anything that you think you need. You can live with paralysis and pain and suffering and regret and sorrow. But you cannot live without Jesus and his salvation. If you lose that forgiveness or you despise it or yawn at what Jesus did on the cross for you. Or if you think you have bigger problems than sin right now. Then you don't have much to look forward to. You do have problems, I know. But the biggest problem you have, the biggest problem I have, is not the problems we have, but it is ourselves. It is you and your own sin. You can't see it, but that is the biggest problem we have. And those who have faith know it. Uh, Let me see if I can explain this another way. Um, 
Over the years, I've learned a lot about human nature from reading the Bible and from the short and brief life that I've lived so far, and also from all of you. And I've learned that we all have something in common, and that's this, that whenever we suffer, whenever something bad happens to us, we tend to ask the same question. We say, why God? Why, why me? Why is this happening? Uh, now, through the years, I've noticed that not everyone means the same thing when they say those words. Okay? Uh, there's two ways that people mean this. And the first way, uh, consider this. Here's a situation. So this man gets a diagnosis uh, that he has cancer and it's terminal. He's not going to make it. He's, his life is going to end in, in six months. Okay. And he cries out, why God? Why me? And then I look at him and say, take heart, son. Jesus loves you. Your sins are forgiven. And then he looks at me and says, well, what's wrong with you? That doesn't help. What good is it that Jesus died on the cross? It doesn't solve the problem. So when I say he's forgiven, then the man doesn't care at all. Why? Because when he asks why God or why me, he's really asking, why did this happen to me? I'm a good person. What did I do to deserve this? And so he finds no comfort in the forgiveness of sins because he doesn't really see that that's the problem. So for him, the chief concern is his own suffering and pain. So the only thing that's going to bring relief to the guy that's going to make anything better is if the cancer went away, if his body was healed. He doesn't think he deserved the cancer or the suffering. And so Jesus and his forgiveness means nothing to him. Okay, now consider the same situation, but a different result. So a man has terminal cancer. He cries out, why God, why me? But what he really means by that is this. God, I'm suffering. I'm in the depths of sorrow. What did I do against you? Are you angry with me? I know I deserve this, but do you still love me? Do you still think of me? Do you still care for me? Do I still, am I still your child? What do you think of me? And so when I say, take heart, my son, Jesus loves you, your sins are forgiven, then his eyes are filled with tears of joy. And he has a smile on his face and he goes home in peace. His situation didn't change, but his heart did. And this is because that man's main concern isn't his own suffering. His main concern is what God thinks of him. He doesn't care so much about the cancer. He only cares if God loves him, if God is angry with him, if God forgives his sins still, if God, what the Lord thinks of him, if he looks down at him with favor and love. So these words of forgiveness are the most useful words this man has ever heard. They're precious and beautiful, and he treasures them in his heart. The first man cared only about his body and what he thought he needed. So God's forgiveness meant nothing. But the second man cared chiefly about what God thinks of him. And so when he heard that God loves him and that he forgives him, then he could die in peace. Then the cancer, the pain of the cancer goes away because it has no sting and it has no victory. This is the point I'm making. If God is simply a crutch, a way to get the physical help that you want. And if you don't really think that your sins are that big of a deal, then you will always be disappointed and let down when you come to church and hear that Jesus has forgiven all of your sins. 
But if you know that the biggest problem you have in life right now, as we speak, is not your sickness or your debt or your troubles, but your own sin, your guilty conscience, your fallen heart, then you will never be disappointed and let down when you come to church because every time you come here, Jesus will be here forgiving all of your sins, telling you there is nothing to worry about. Just a few words on the rest of this account. Uh, After Jesus forgives this man's sins, the Pharisees grumble to themselves and they say, look, this man is blaspheming. And they think uh, that Jesus doesn't have the power to say your sins are forgiven and and it happen and it be accomplished. So Jesus proves it to them. And he says, look, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise and walk? (laughs) And the answer is neither. Neither are easier to say. They're both impossible to say. Uh, but Jesus then says that they're, they're, they're inextricably bound together. But uh, then Jesus says, so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And the man stands up and he walks himself home. <laughs> so here's what you need to know. Jesus wanted to heal that man. He knew it would be a great blessing for that man. But Jesus did this miracle in the way in which he did it in the order in which he did it to prove a point. If you want to be healed, if you want all of your problems to go away, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the forgiveness of sins first. God promised to heal you. Yes, he promised to take away every trouble and wipe away every tear from your face on that final day. He has promised it. It will happen. But the only way you can get that is if you first have this, his forgiveness. Sin is the reason we suffer. The wages of sin is death. So when Jesus has promised, uh, when he takes away your sin and he forgives you, this means he's also promising you to take away all of your sickness and disease and the consequences of sin. So Jesus allowed some time to pass between forgiving this man's sin and healing him from paralysis, right? Granted, it was a short amount of time, but he did allow some time to pass. He's doing the same for you. It seems long right now. It seems like a long time. It seems, but it's really only a short time right now when he gives you the forgiveness of sins. It is a short time from this moment to the moment in a little bit when he will resurrect you from the grave forever and give you heaven. So dear saints, don't despair or lose heart for anything. What Jesus did for this man, he is doing for you now. You already have the first part. You're halfway there. The most important thing, you have the forgiveness of sins. You have the promise of healing and, and the solution to all your problems. When you hear this word, our hearts are filled with joy because no matter what in the world we're facing, we know we don't have to question God and wonder what he thinks of us. We simply know that God loves us no matter how much suffering we're bearing right now, that he favors us and adores us because of what Jesus did for us. You may worry about many things in this life, your job, your home, uh, your life, but you won't ever have to worry about what God thinks of you. You have it in stone, engraved in the flesh of Jesus, what he thinks of you, and that will not change. No sin, no regret, 
No problem in life can take away or diminish what Jesus clearly says to you today. And when at the last you close your eyes in death and receive Christ as your reward, then your suffering will melt away forever. The time between his taking away of your sin right now and the taking away of your pain and sorrow is getting shorter by the minute. Is getting shorter every second. The time is coming soon where you won't have to wait. So cling to that forgiveness and bear the cross that he gives you to carry right now. Do it joyfully. You have the strength in Jesus. You have everything, but you... Listen to this. If you have everything, but you don't have God's forgiveness, then you have nothing. But if you have nothing and you only have God's forgiveness, then you have everything. You don't have to worry about your pain or your sadness. Jesus will take care of it. You don't have to worry about your bread or your home or your family. Jesus will take care of that too. You don't have to worry about your sin or your death because Jesus will take care of that too. And you don't have to worry about the final day, that day of judgment when you see the Lord again. You don't have to wonder what he's going to say because what he will say then, he is saying today. Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.